We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Andy Herman of the Pack of Day Podcast. I'm here to tell you about TickPick. TickPick should be your very first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Packaday Podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Packaday Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack Day Podcast. I'm Steve Peretz, joined as always by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. Guys, it is the trade deadline today. There was just a flurry of not trades and everybody's disappointed. So let's just let's, let's jump into how everybody's doing. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm good. I got home from orchestra rehearsal a, a few minutes ago and we played Christmas music um, <laughs> in anticipation for our performance in december um so that was exciting and it just put me in really good mood so i'm i'm feeling great right now i'm in the starting to get in the christmas spirit i know some people say it's too early but hey i have to play it for orchestra so i'm gonna celebrate it anyways i am i'm not in the christmas spirit at all and that's (laughs) fine because we all live different lives uh yeah I'm d- also doing good over here, man. Seven and one. Uh, I think the Packers uh, trade deadline move was, as Steve and I, I think we we're talking about it ahead of time. It just felt comically Packers. Like it just felt like a, it was a troll move. I guess it was Sarah and I. Just a like, what can I do that'd be the funniest possible thing as GM of the Green Bay Packers? Uh, and they did it, uh, which I which I appreciated. So it was, uh, it was good, exciting day. I mean, as always, the pack, you know, Goody was in every single conversation. So people were freaking out like Evan Ingram tight end for the Giants is going to be coming over. Uh, I saw Fletcher Cox like for a second or third round pick and people are screaming in all caps. Like, do it, Goody, do it. Like, I'd give up a third round pick. The, the Packers third round pick always suck. So just give up the third round pick. And so. Yes, and comically they did nothing, and then they actually uh, – we'll get into the news then. They they released Jalen Smith instead of making a trade. So uh, we, we all kind of were beating the drum to see if they could give him a chance. They did, which we were all a little shocked by but happy with. But, Sarah, we'll start with you. What was your, your gut reaction when you found out the Packers released Jalen Smith after like, what, like two and a half weeks? 
Yeah, my gut reaction, I thought of that one gif that's always on Twitter where it's the mouse and he like opens the door and he walks in and he kind of like waves and then immediately turns around and goes back in the door and it shuts. That's kind of how I felt with the Jalen Smith move in the Packers. It was very short. Um, I wasn't shocked um, because, you know, he was a healthy scratch on Thursday, which is never a good sign. Um, And we knew this was kind of a low-risk move from Goody and the Packers. Hey, you know, the Cowboys are basically paying his salary. Let's see if this guy, you know, if it shakes and if it works out. And if not, then, you know, we'll just move on. So it wasn't super surprising that it happened. It was a little, um, I guess, taken back that it did happen so quickly. But, you know, after he was a healthy scratch, uh, to me, that was a big red flag that, hey, you know, something's going on here. They don't really like what they're seeing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm about the same. I mean, I like the I like the idea behind it. We talked about that when we signed him. And it was it was real low risk. Uh, a guy with his I mean, I say his draft pedigree before he got his knee destroyed on national television, which was terrible. Um, but a guy that still has some athleticism, we kind of knew limitations going in, that he could still move a little lateral quickness, maybe wasn't the best, but could do some stuff in sub packages and past games. Like you kind of knew what he was coming in and you also knew what his profile kind of was that maybe something shakes there. Maybe a change of scenery does something or maybe a change in coaching does something. And if it doesn't, you're, you're not on the hook for anything. So I love the move. It's that kind of move that, could swing you like if if something clicked with him that could have been a huge move and it wasn't and they they cut him fairly quickly they they kind of knew what they had and they cut they cut him so i think the the idea we've talked about that a lot with Gutekunst that that kind of turn of the bottom of the roster well he kind of turned the middle of the roster here this is a position that we potentially could use some help with this is a guy that could get us there maybe not if we don't it's 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 kind of a buy low thing so i love the thought process behind it i really wish it worked out because i like him uh it didn't but i like the the thought process behind it is one that i'm really can get behind Sad to see an, an inside linebacker go uh, go to waste, but yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. It was a you get the extended look, and I think th- they saw everything they wanted to, especially in that Bears game. You throw a ball out into the flat to a, to the running back, he just over pursues, misses the tackle, and should have given up like one, maybe two yards at most, and gave up a first down from just taking a poor angle, not being able to make that tackle. And I mean, if you're an inside linebacker, that's that's your bread and butter is being able to make those kind of tackles and save the team. So. Yeah, and then as Sarah said, healthy scratch for the game in Arizona. Like that, writing was on the wall at that point. So uh, they had kind of seen what they wanted. They got the extended look, didn't have to pay him a lot of money, and the Cowboys were paying him everything. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but nothing, nothing too super shocking. Next move, the Packers have a new long snapper. Woo! 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 Super exciting wow. stuff, but uh, Hunter Bradley is no more. They took Stephen Wirtle off the practice squad and elevated him. So, I mean, Dusty, is there? <laughs> I mean, I mean, anything that really makes you excited about this? No, no. I mean, <laughs> well, just it is a position they need an upgrade on. I don't know. I'd be lying if I said I knew anything about Stephen Wirtle other than he was in the practice squad. If they like him, then I'd say that's a good sign. But no, it's 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 fine. It's fine. I'm excited to see him on the field. I wish it was Cheeseman, but it's not. No, I'm excited to see what happens here. And Sarah, the uh, after that, the Packers actually picked up a defensive tackle. Uh, was formerly of the Texans. They have Azoya Alufahai. I think I said that right. I'm not really sure. So you don't need to re-say it at all. But, um, you know, a little added beef onto the defensive line. 
what were your thoughts on that one? I mean, sure. Uh, is he going to be somebody that uh, this always happens in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. just so the Packers kind of have um, some depth that, you know, every position and they want to feel comfortable there. They bring in guys that aren't necessarily going to play a lot of snaps or that are going to have a huge impact, but are there in case somebody gets hurt um, to keep it competitive in practice. And this is pretty much what, what that's going to be. So great that, you know, they're continuing to keep an eye on those things. Goody has always been really good about kind of making moves like that, bringing guys in, seeing how it works. Um, do they fit, you know, the culture, what the team's trying to build there? Are they, you know, do they practice well? And then, you know, if it, if they don't, then let's move on. So this just seems like one of those um, standard moves from Goody. And um, hopefully, you know, he, he brings some good energy at least uh, to practice. And if he gets in for a few snaps here and there on the field too. And uh, a couple other moves around the league that I just want to gauge your responses on too, just because – potential additions maybe for the Packers, but I just want to see what your your thoughts are. So we'll start with you, Dusty. We've got Deshaun Jackson being waived by the Rams for not enough playing time, basically, is pretty much or not, not being involved in the offense enough for his liking. And then Jay Sternberger, uh, former tight end of the Packers, a uh, <laughs> third-round pick that could have been for Fletcher Cox, but uh, um, was released by the Washington football team. So let's start with you, Dusty. What do you think? Would you make a move? Would you put a claim in for either of those guys? Like in a vacuum, both of them make sense. You know, Sternberger, you can say, you know, well, he knows the offense. Well, the, not not well enough for them to have him stick around or he'd still be in Can Green you Bay. say, yeah, can you say really? that? He knows-ish, knows-ish the <laughs> offense, I guess. But, he, he, you know, he's been around it. The guys kind of know him a little bit They with, with Tunyon down. He kind of fits – he fits that profile of what Tunyon was and I guess kind of is kind of more of the, the guy who could at best as a blocker kind of get in your way and knock guys around a little bit, um, but really more of a field stretcher. So he fits that same profile as what they lost with Tunyon and there's not a whole lot of other – tight ends out there right now on the market that fit that profile or any profile really that that you can kind of plug and play. So from a tight end perspective, I could see Sternberger making sense, but again, like we've seen him, we know how that works. The Packers let him go for a reason. So I don't think so. And almost same thing with Deshaun Jackson. You need a deep threat. I think MVS was designated off of IR today or yesterday. I can't remember when that was, you know, so he's probably going to be back. But even then we've talked about before, hamstrings are tricky things and that speed we've seen the Packers offense get along, but you need that element of speed to kind of open some stuff up. So whether MVS is healthy, whether he's not healthy, a guy like Deshaun Jackson in a vacuum, again, in packages could do a lot of good for this offense. But if he left the Rams because say Van Jefferson was coming up, he's not getting wide receiver two, wide receiver three touches in this offense, I don't think. So, I mean, I'd I'd say if you're looking at the player and what the Packers need and to bring them in, both of them make sense. But if you look at the situations themselves, I I, I just don't see how any of them works. I think if if either of them, I think Sternberger makes a little more sense just because of that. He's It's more of a position of need. Uh, And again, some of the ability that he potentially could bring. But Again, they cut him for a reason. So I'm I'm kind of I'm out on both, but I wouldn't be shocked if if Sternberger is brought back in. GM Sarah, would you make a move for any of those? I pretty much agree with Dusty there. Um, I think you know Sternberger. They, they I feel like they gave him so many chances, and it was just chance after chance. And I know injuries played into that, and then a suspension. Um, but it just never seemed like he understood the offense and what they were trying to do. I mean, Dusty touched on it a little bit. They were saying he still didn't know some of the plays, the playbook, and that's just not okay. Um, and so clearly they were frustrated with him. So I don't really see them bringing him back. 
I'd be kind of surprised if they did. And with Jackson, I, I get it. You know, there's there's some speed and um, there, and especially you know, on special teams, we you know what he's capable of doing. But um, not sure if the Packers need that. I mean, we're going to talk about McAfee in a couple of minutes, but Rodgers was saying on McAfee on Tuesday, you know, I like our roster. I really like where we're at right now and what we have. So I don't see them making any big major additions at this point now. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, the only thing I, I would like for Deshaun is, you know, punt return. I think he's still got that aspect to him. And then I think to, it, it just sounds super exciting. Like, I mean, it's, it's one of those, it's almost like a Madden move where you, it just sounds so yeah. cool. Like grab Deshaun Jackson, put him on the outside, MBS on the other side. You got Devante in, in the slot. And then you've got AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, like, man, that offense runs like, it doesn't work that easy. It sounds so freaking cool, but man, I just I doubt that I doubt that the Packers make that move and put that claim in. And honestly, I don't even know if they they'll probably be like one of the top like the top waiver or the bottom at the of the waiver wire. So if he gets all the way down there, I'd be a little shocked. So don't think that's going to happen, but um let's move on. There's a interesting story that came around i mean everybody's had everybody's had bad days have you ever had a bad such a bad day that uh, your dad has to post an 11 minute video online about you (laughs) i don't know but uh sarah you had a little bit of a take on obj senior posting a video for his son and uh go ahead and talk about it this is just insane to me i i really could not believe that this is a when I when I saw this, I thought it was parody at first. You know, I, people love to troll on Twitter and online, and I just figured, oh, this is another one of those things. There's no way that his dad posted a tape, eleven minute tape, um, of him being open during the season so far, and all the times that Baker Mayfield missed him. But no, it's a real thing that's on the internet, and I can't believe it. Oh, so, this was just crazy. I mean, I guess for all the Packers fans that always wanted. Um, the Packers to go after Odell. Here's your your leverage, and you can use this and commented on everyone's photoshops of OBJ in a Packers jersey. But yeah, I I could not believe that this was a real thing. Um, and I'm sure the Browns are just like, what the hell? What the hell is this? <laughs> like we know, we we know, like we get it. And he's not doing super well, but the Browns aren't bad they're not a terrible team so i don't really know what the point of it was i know they're trying to prove a point but i didn't really get it you know the what this reminds me of i can't for the life of me i cannot remember the name of the show now and it's gonna as i think it was ballers or whatever show Dwayne the rock johnson was in it's, on uh, HBO. That's, that's ballers yeah that was ballers yeah that's like the exact move that uh like the wide receiver the diva wide receiver from that show would have made and his dad would have made like it's it just as soon as that came up, I was like, "Yep, that's like this is." It feels like it's just a scripted thing of what over the top thing can we think of that we could do that's going to bring attention to me because I'm not getting the attention that I need right now, and um, so pretty crazy stuff. But Sarah, neither of us actually got to watch McAfee, and you did, so we're going to let you take the floor as always and talk about the bit the Bitcoin quarterback and uh, what he's been doing for and what 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 went down with him and the boys today. Yes. Yeah, so a lot went down. Um, you know, there was the big win on Thursday, then Halloween, then the Bitcoin um, giveaway. So lots to talk about. So first, 
opened it up right away with Halloween and with John Wick, which I'm really sad that I was wrong. Um, I totally thought it was going to be one of the guesses that I had, but whatever. Thanks, Aaron Rodgers, maybe (laughs) next year. So, um, you know, he said Thursday stinks, but the spoils are the three-day weekend for sure. So, you know, they hate the Thursday games, but then, hey, it was kind of a nicely timed Thursday game. They got the big win, and then they got to celebrate Halloween. Um, he actually gave Preston Smith a shout out because I'm sure all of you listening have seen the pictures of Aaron Rodgers as John Wick um, and the pit bull uh, that was also in the photos apparently is Preston Smith's pit bull. Um, he said, you know, I grew my hair out. I had the costume and everything. And the only thing I was missing was the pit bull and Preston Smith had a pit bull. He let me use the dog. Uh, for the photos. And then he was also the photographer. So all of the photos of Aaron Rodgers that you saw over the weekend were taken by Preston Smith. So I thought that was interesting because he had mentioned earlier on the Pat McAfee show this season that the two of them had become a lot closer. Um, So now apparently he's Rogers' personal photographer, especially on Halloween. Uh, They did talk a lot about the tremendous Aaron Rodgers meme that was born during the Cardinals game last Thursday um, and all of the madness that ensued after. So I guess on the bus um, or no, let me back it up. So I guess Rodgers, you know, finishes the game. He does his postgame interview with Aaron Andrews on the field. He goes in the locker room. He said he, he walks in the locker room and that it's madness. Everybody's going crazy because they won. Devontae Adams is on FaceTime. Lazard is on FaceTime. And then the meme is just everywhere in the locker room. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, did you see this? Did you see this? This is amazing. Um, and so he said, you know, the Internet is undefeated. It's definitely not the crying Jordan meme yet. But he they think it, it might have some legs on it, it might last um, a bit. And. Uh, He said that the Packers plane actually had um, some maintenance issues. So they were on the plane and then they had to get off and go wait back on the bus for an hour and a half. And that's when he said they just all started posting them on Instagram, on their Instagram stories, because everybody was just sitting on the bus. And since they had nothing else to do and they couldn't take off. um, From the airport, they were just looking at the different memes of Aaron Rodgers. And he said he saw as many as he could. So if you made one, he probably saw your tweet because for an hour and a half, the entire Packers roster was just (laughs) looking at this meme of Aaron Rodgers. Um, An interesting poll quote from the store or from the story from the discussion was nobody thinks we have a chance. I like our odds. Um, And so I, I think that's kind of the theme for the Packers, at least thus far this season, you know, every week, especially after week one, they've been doubted and, they like being doubted. I think Rogers um, himself plays better when he's doubted. Um, and, you know, he said, we have things to clean up, but I'm really proud. He talked about Tunyon and how it was really hard for him to watch him get hurt. Uh, he said, you know, I had a really, you know, perfect was a bad word, but he his line of sight was right there. And he saw it. And as soon as he went down, he goes, you know, I've seen enough of those over the years now to have a bad feeling and know it might be the ACL. And sure enough, it was so Talked a little bit about the Chiefs and Packers. Um, Kevin, who plays Jake from State Farm, the State Farm commercials will be at the Packers Chief game um, <laughs> on Sunday. Apparently, he's actually a Bears fan, um, but he'll just be there, um, neutral, supporting both of his State Farm boys and Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Talked a little bit with Pat and the boys about 
uh, some of the struggles that Mahomes has been going through. You know, he seems like he's a bit off this season. And he said, you know, he's a just transcendent talent and you're going to go through ups and downs like that. And all you have to do is really just stick with what got you to this point. And, you know, there are going to be stretches about, and you can only do what, you can only control what you can and have to kind of throw away the rest and just focus on you. So he said he has no doubts that he'll bounce back and um, that he's really just excited for the opportunity to play against them. And they're looking forward to it. The big thing from the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday, the biggest um, was they were talking about the trade deadline and some of the moves that were happening around the league. And they asked, you know, are you in the conversations? We know that's something you wanted to be part of. And he said, I'm not going to get into specifics, but there have been, there has been great communication. I've enjoyed the conversations I've had with Brian throughout the year so far. So seems like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are starting to get along. Maybe they're, they're falling in love all over again. You know, they, they, they had to spend a little time apart before they could come back together. Um, I think I saw Dusty tweeted or retweeted something the other day that kind of said something like that. Sometimes you just have to spend time apart from your loved one to realize how much you actually love them. And it was about Aaron Rodgers. So, um, so that was the big thing. Uh, they, you know, they talked about Bitcoin and how Rogers is super in now to cryptocurrency, and apparently they're going to give five hundred thousand more dollars. So if you want to get Bitcoin from twelve, looks like you might have another opportunity. And then the Week Nine uh, book, Aaron Rodgers Book Club book, is The Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, and it's about the story of success. So a little bit different. It's not a more spirit. It's not a spiritual book, but it is about success. So you know, no matter if you're a student. You know, if you're working a full-time job, entrepreneur, whatever you're doing, it seems like might be a good read. Well, um, guys, I, I guess I really don't know how to transition to this because I know how it's going to go. And you guys are just going to give me crap because I'm kicking your butts. But we did have a prop bet from this last week at the game. Um, and it was who was going to be the Packers' leading receiver in yards um, for for the game against the Cardinals, especially because Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, MVS all out. So we kind of were guessing. We, we all had our own guesses. Sarah went big and bold and guessed MVS, and he didn't play. I was and... out before the game even started. So. <laughs> I contemplated actually like messaging you and Dusty and saying, should we give Sarah an extra pick? But then you stole my Jordy Nelson answer, so I really didn't want to give you an extra pick. So – uh, congratulations on picking a person who didn't even play in the game, Sarah. All right. Well, if he would have played, he would have been the leading receiver. So I don't want to hear about it. What? Yep. What? Okay. Anyway, still an L for Sarah. Big old L for uh, Dusty as well. The Detroit Li- Detroit Lions ish by trying to bite some kneecaps, for, but uh, doing it pretty poorly. And so I actually correctly guessed Aaron Jones. So uh, that puts me at six and two for prop bets this year. Sarah is three and five. Dusty pulling up the rear at one and seven. So uh, we will have another one for this game uh, against the Chiefs right after we break down what we're looking at. Oh my God, I just turned 13 again. Whoa. That's what happens when you start mocking folks, fella. That's what happens. Oh no, there's going to be some gifts involved tomorrow, aren't there? Oh no. Oh my God. 
this is another moment where I wish people could see our faces because after that happened, Steve's eyes just bulged out of his head. He was in disbelief of what he just did. I am in childlike glee, much like Steve right now. Childlike glee. I don't know the last time my voice cracked like that. I probably was in middle school. So, you know, 40 is the next time that should happen. Sure. That makes sense. Wow. Anyway, let's go. Packers offense, Chiefs defense, week nine. Guys, let's let's jump into the one thing you're looking for uh, while watching this game. Sarah, I'm going to start with you. So I don't know if anyone listening knows this, but the Chiefs have just not been good on defense lately. They have been really bad despite having some of the highest played, paid players on defense in the league. Um, so I know there's a lot of frustration there and the Packers offense has looked pretty good the last few weeks. So I think this is a good opportunity for them um, to take advantage. Specifically, I'm going to be looking for the pass rush and what's happening there. The Chiefs have really struggled with the pass. I cannot say this. Now I'm having trouble speaking. Pass I don't rush. know what's happening. Pass the rush. Pass the, rush. The Chiefs are having trouble with the pass rush. Um as of lately, and the Packers offensive line has been playing really well. They've been protecting Rodgers. You know, they, I know Rodgers was hit a few times against the Cardinals, but the Cardinals, you know, they have a really good front, um, and they were challenged. The Chiefs, you know, have been great. So let's see what the offensive line is going to do. Um, and then I think Rodgers is going to be able to unleash the deep ball a bit, especially if MVS is back. If they're struggling um, to get to the quarterback and the Packers line continues to play, you know, the way that they have, I think Rodgers is going to have a lot of time. He, he's going to be able to dance around the pocket, move around a bit, do what he wants, and then find whoever he wants to hit. I, mean, I know we're, the Packers are hoping to have Adams back, um, but we have to wait for the negative tests. But they should be getting MBS back. Um, and I think Rodgers is just going to be ready to go. He's going to want to throw it to his deep threat. He's missed him. You could tell he's missed him. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm going to be looking for this week. Yeah, and for me, kind of along the same lines. It's it's been a been a kind of a weird story so far this year. I mean, I know you know uh, Spagno, the the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. He's he likes to bring pressure. He likes to blitz, which they've kind of had to do a little bit. Rodgers has not been good against the blitz this year, and especially under pressure. When he's been under pressure, his his yards per attempt, uh, it's <laughs> it's real bad. He's down there with he's slightly above Kirk Cousins, just behind guys like. Justin Fields, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, who's not been good this year. And so, you know, they're going to bring pressure. Um, they're they're going to bring that blitz. And so what I'm looking for, the deep the deep ball is cool with MVS back. I certainly hope they do that. But the Packers have a lot of counters. They've been working off of some of that blitz stuff that could work really well. They've been working the tight end screened in uh, quite a bit this year, uh, along with kind of their regular screens, some of the middle stuff, and we know the wide receiver screens. And so some of the Spagnolo starts coming with some of the heat, starts bringing blitz stuff, which we know he is wont to do. The Packers can uh, Packers have some pretty good counters to that. So it's good. That, that's kind of what I'm looking at is when they when they blitz, how does Rogers look? And then what stuff are they running off of that? Are they going to look to hit something deep or are they going to look for some kind of shorter counters with some more uh, yak opportunities? Some some of those tight end screens off the end of the line, which I guess, you know, who's who's running those tight end screens? Is that just Mercedes Lewis now? Is that, you know, <laughs> potentially Degaro with Tunyon out? You know, they kind of would throw to him a little bit off of those. But that's uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for when they blitz. What's Rogers doing? What's that offense? How are they looking to counter? That's actually it's kind of fun because we're we're all I think we're all kind of looking at a different level. Sarah going the deep ball, Dusty more the, the short level. I actually am I'm going to be really intrigued to see 
if MVS does come, is in fact being back for this game, what that kind of opens up for the middle of the field. Like there's going to be a lot of yak yardage there, but when you like Dusty has preached time and time again, when he, we got MVS and he can stretch that, that defense making those safeties creep back a little bit further, a little bit further. Um, you always got to respect his speed. And all of a sudden that just opens up a lot more than middle. And I think that's really been lacking for the Packers offense the last couple of weeks uh, with MVS out. And I really, I think once, you know, as much as MVS isn't the king, like the linchpin to, to everything for this offense, he still really makes the offense go because he gives them such, like he has the ability to catch the ball. He has the ability to just make that defense think. And that extra split second of, is this guy going to be taking me deep? That's going to open up other things for other guys. And I think that's going to be really, really crucial for this Packers offense against the Chiefs because I honestly think it's probably going to be uh, almost a shootout. Like I think it's going to be just high flying offense left and right. And people might be a little scared because the Packers defense might be giving up some more points than they have been. But with the, the chiefs offense and the Packers offense, man, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really fun game. I believe the Packers are going to win, but I, th- th- that's one thing I'm definitely gonna be looking for is if that, that middle of the field is a little bit more open than it has been the last couple of weeks. So time for the prop bet, guys. Uh, Dusty, I don't know if you still have these numbers up in front of you, but the Chiefs offense has been pretty prone to giving the ball away. So uh, if you want to kind of run over what they've done for the first eight weeks, turnover-wise on offense, how many times (laughs) they've given it it away? Yeah, they've they've turned the ball over in every single game except the first one. Uh, they've not they didn't turn the ball over in week one, and in every game except their week four game against the Eagles, they've turned it over multiple times. So they've gone two, four, one, four, three, three, two. So just in the last three games alone, that's eight turnovers in the last three games alone, um, and and multiple in every game except two, which is just insane. So over under prop bet for the week. The Chiefs, we are going to set the over-under at 2.5 offensive turnovers. So, Dusty, you are in the bottom barrel, the cellar, every single thing, the bad thing you can think of. So we're going to let you go first. We'll let you go first. Or do you want to go last? I'll, I'll, I'll let you pick. Do you want to go first? Or I don't last? particularly care. I'll go first. I like that you're trying to sell it as like, you're in the cellar. Yeah, I know. I know, buddy. I know, buddy. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Um I'm gonna fade myself here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you're the stuck. under. You you really you're ruining this for me. I don't know what like this <laughs> the is plan. it's it's kind of pissing me off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know that's exactly what you want to do. I can see it in your face. You're real mad yeah. about it. I'm fading myself. I'm taking the under. Um I do think, I mean, just the way both teams are playing on the defense for the Packers doing some good things, opportunistic. Some of those guys are really turning some stuff around. The Chiefs, you know, Mahomes is pressing a little bit, but I'm just gonna I'm going to fade myself, man. I feel like they, they could get a lot of turnovers, but also maybe a ball slips through someone's hand and fumble luck is tricky. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm taking the under Sarah. I'm also taking the under. Um, I think that there's going to be what Dusty, why did you give me that look? You, you can't do what I do. You're not supposed to do what I do. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, if we both lose, I'm still in second place. So. Right, I'm going last um, next time, Steve. I'm going last but next time. But that's not actually why I chose it. I was going to take the under anyways. I think that there's going to be two t- turnovers. So that would be the under of two and a half. 
That's how math works. <laughs> yeah, big math today, guys. Dude. <laughs> the reason I'm taking the under is because I believe that there's going to be two turnovers. It's like the part happily up in here. What is this? <laughs> well, I, I, I think there's going to be two turnovers. So that's why I'm taking the under because the, the, the Because that's under two, two and a half. half. <laughs> I didn't choose it just because Dusty oh, did. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, on that note, I think I'm going to take the over. I just think, but honestly, I, because I believe there's going to be three tur- turnovers and that's more than two and a half. So I believe that's why I'm going to take the over. <laughs> no, I, I like it, Like I said earlier, I think this is going to be like high octane offense. They're going to be checking the ball all over the yard. I mean, if you watch anything from that, that game last night from uh, two nights ago, when you're listening to this uh, uh, Monday night football, like, Dusty, you even said like Mahomes is pressing. He is he's being loose with the ball. He's throwing things he shouldn't. Like the the one ball that I saw that got picked off where he was ten yards away from his wide receiver, he <laughs> chucked it about seventy five miles an hour at him, and it bounced straight up in the air and got picked. Like he's just not making the smartest decisions. Like he the, the dude trusts his arm to no deg- like to every degree, and for the most part, he should. But right now, he's just not making the, the the right decisions. And I don't think that's something that happens quickly, like that turnaround. So I think, you know, he's going to be slinging it. Roger's going to be slinging it. And I think there's going to be some mistakes on their end. So, um, and especially if the Packers can take advantage of those mistakes, I think it's going to result in a Packer win. So I will take the over uh, because I believe it's going to be over 2.5. So let's uh, get into some questions here, guys. Um Got, we got several good responses from everybody, so thank you as always for for uh, responding. We've got at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelher, for at Steve Perhatch, and at Packaday Podcast. So thank you guys as always for the responses. We always love them, and uh, let's let's get into some of the uh, the questions we have. So this is the first one. We actually I forgot to mention this one, but Eric Peterson had had brought this one up a couple weeks ago, so he resubmitted it, and it has a chilly questions so i really wanted to get into this one for him so uh but dusty i think this is a little bit more towards you it was a he wants to know about rashawn gary and how he approaches his rush and what is your x factor in the chili recipe so if you don't have a gary thing i just threw this on you that's okay but he had a chili question i really want to answer that i think it was what was the oh that was the the three point versus the four point i don't know like well i think what gary's been doing has been good i'm 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 not deep enough in edge rushing stuff to know about you know two point versus three point the benefits of auto three points gets you down a little lower i think for gary's kind of speed to power potentially that could work but they the way they line them up i think three point on wide nine um is a little rough for him i like the kind of speed and be able to read and react i think he's been showing i was kind of a big like uh he's got one move um he's got speed to power basically which he's very good at but if that doesn't happen uh he kind of gets stymied a little bit but he's been showing some stuff over the past couple weeks he showed some stuff against the cardinals he was a little more patient um he's kind of reading some guys and reacting to those still using that power but in slightly different ways so that's probably that's not necessarily answering the question but i've been i've been impressed especially over the last couple weeks on kind of gary's approach in general and and some of the counters to to some of the moves that he he'd been relying on that had worked but when there's when they'd been stopped he didn't have an answer for so it's it's been it's been fun watching him even further develop throughout the year a little bit and then is there an x factor that you put in your chili i started doing uh 
chipotle peppers um i never really did them but you did chop up some chipotle peppers i mean i'll do you know some beers some sprite works well as well but uh once i started chopping up some chipotle peppers and get the the spice and the smoky in there as well now i i can't do it too often because my kids will not eat it if there's chipotle peppers in there because it's too much spice uh but when i make it for for work or something um i i do it to where there's not a whole lot of liquid and get those chipotle peppers in and that's kind of my big thing what do you do? Sorry, I just have to ask. Like, when do you add the sprite in? I've never heard that one before. Oh, a little towards the end. Like, it, it kind of gets um, the the sauce. It, get, it adds with a little bit of thickness and also just just a little little bit of sweetness in there. That works pretty okay. well. I've only done it a couple times, um, but I've I've liked it. It's just been a while since I've done it. But it's it's a look it up. It's a it's a, it's a solid move. It's a solid move. Sarah, do you have any thoughts on Rashan Gary's uh, rush moves, or do you have any thoughts on chili recipes? Packers football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Packer tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices in all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Recently, I was just able to pick up tickets to Packers Vikings in Minnesota, going to be heading west for that game, attending my first game in the new Vikings stadium. Cannot wait for that. Let me tell you, it was so incredibly easy to use TickPick. No awful service fees. I cannot recommend it enough. And the easiest way to do so is by going to TickPick.com slash Packaday today to save $10 on your first order of Packers tickets or any other tickets that you want to purchase. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I, I think Dusty pretty much took the uh, detailed answer for Gary, so I won't bore anyone with my thoughts there. But for Chili... Um, Mixing, you know, whatever your beef is or your meat that you use, um, mixing in a little bit of Italian ground Italian sausage with that. Um, mm-hmm. I know um, when my mom makes chili and when I've helped her make chili, usually she would use ground beef in the past. 
Um, but she started recently mixing that with Italian, with ground Italian sausage. And it's just so good. It gives it this tiny little kick that isn't super overwhelming. Um, and also just adds more flavor to it. So that would be mine. Yeah. I, uh, I did take Dusty's advice one time. I did the, uh, the chipotle peppers and adobo and did that with the meat while i browned it uh i always use some garlic as well when i'm browning the meat so that's always a good thing to throw in as well and then um i think one thing that's very underrated is to try to find a good chili powder you know everybody has just just a normal chili powder they go to but if you go to like specialty spice stores they'll have specific types of uh, chili powders and there's one in milwaukee it's called penzi's uh spices and mm-hmm. they've got uh, they have this one called chili 3000 and it's like super spicy so i can't use it exclusively in the chili again nobody in my family actually likes my chili like i I've, other people do but none of my kids don't like it my wife hates chili so whenever i make it it's for myself and then i have to just basically put some in a bowl and like in to go bowls and give them to like family and friends that will actually eat it. So, but the chili spice is one thing I for sure to to make sure you get a good one because I think it can make a really big difference. So uh, I've been doing that a little bit of brown sugar as well. I have always found if you think you're a little too, it's too spicy. That's always a good way to go as well. So next question comes from our good buddy, Eric Rose. Why didn't Goot make any trades? All in caps. Eric, I don't know why you're yelling at me. I, I I have no control. I don't have a bat phone to get to Goot, so sorry, bud. Uh, seriously, though, with the expected return of key players up and down the roster, who's the odd man out on the offensive line and in the secondary? Food take, sloppy joes, yay or nay. So, uh, Dusty, we're going to start with you. You know, who? why, why would it not be trades? Who's the odd man out? And uh, do you believe that Sloppy Joes are banging? Uh, why no trades? Uh, man, man, I don't know. Uh, probably because, um, I don't know, someone doesn't love you, probably, I would guess. I'm not entirely sure, but that's probably a good reason. Um, I mean, it was kind of one of those, it's always, it's we get our get our hopes up, man. Like, it'd be cool to see this. It'd be cool to see having Ingram. It'd be cool to see Fletcher Cox. It sure would be. And the whole time, we just we just know it's not going to happen. Uh, so that's why. Um, let's see, the, the odd man out, I guess, odd man out along the line. It feels to me now, there's a whole lot of weird stuff with the way you shuffle guys and blah, blah, blah. blah. But based on how everyone's playing, I just, I feel like it's it's Royce Newman. Um, you know, it, it, you know, if Myers comes back, you know, Myers takes over at center job. Newman just, you know, he had a lot of promise in preseason. I think he still does, but I think if it's if between Runyon or Newman, I would just, I prefer to kick Runyon over to Newman's spot and then uh, probably bump uh, Jenkins back inside, put Bakhtiari at left tackle. Um, that would, that's, that's the way I would go with that. So I think Newman would be the odd man out and in the secondary, is it an odd man out if it's if it's well i guess it's not kevin king because it'd be jair and then stokes and i'm guessing you want to keep douglas on the field as well so i think it's not really an odd man out i guess it technically would be i think chan and sullivan i think sullivan's been playing some good ball so you kind of hate to see it a little bit but i think in those those nickel packages where you bring three in uh, you maybe bump jair inside you know play that slot play that star role i think that, that could be really really good for him so i think it'd be out of the secondary then it'd be sullivan um which you, there's still a place for him i think he'd still play but i, I think that's kind of the way it goes there uh and sloppy joe's yeah i'm in i'm in on sloppy joe's man it's been a while since i've eaten one but uh i'm, I'm all the way in on sloppy joe's for the adam sandler song if nothing else 
For me, I think it has to be Newman too um, on the line, just because from an experience standpoint, I know if Myers returns and when, or I should say when, not if I'm, I'm assuming that he'll be back. I know he's young too, and he's a, he's a rookie, but it seems like they're a bit more comfortable with him than they are with Newman. So um, just from kind of that standpoint, I would assume that they would shift some people around, but um, you We've seen it before. We see it, I feel like, every single year with the Packers that they always have to be flexible on the line. So I hate I having a guy like Newman that's right there that they can you know switch in, switch out, um, is really beneficial. As far as the secondary, this is tough um, because part of me feels like Green Bay is going to piss me off and then just be like, oh, well, we'll take Stokes out um, just because, you know, he's a rookie and he's been doing – um, he's been, you know, doing a good job stepping up. So I don't want him to be the odd man out, but I do what? have a bad feeling. I have a bad feeling about it. Really? They do stupid things like that. They, they've been playing him as like cornerback one and you think they're going to take him out? Because, okay. I don't know. Like I said, I don't want it. But... Interesting. Okay. And then Sloppy Joe's, yay or nay? Oh, yeah, I'm in on Sloppy Joe's. Again, pretty much the same as Dusty. I have not had a Sloppy Joe in years, but if someone was like, you want a Sloppy Joe, I'd be like, sure. Why not? I'm not going <laughs> to say no. So, uh, Why didn't you make any trades? I mean, it takes two to tangle, man. Like, just because, like, all these things get thrown out on Twitter and, you know, there's agents behind it and there's all this kind of stuff. And, I mean, again, just because it says that it's a third-round pick that needs to get Fletcher Cox, I mean – who knows if the GM from the years is like, no, no, I need a first or a second. Like you, you, you don't know the validity to any of this stuff. So um, I think that's why, like, I think they're, they're making calls they're making things, but again, they're, they're going to make a decision that's in the best interest of the team. And they're not going to give away draft capital for a guy for eight games, nine games that maybe 10, if they, you know, 10, 11, if they go to the Super Bowl. but the, it, it's a tough transition to get a trade and make, and get somebody to be super, super, um, effective for your team, I think. So they're they're doing a they did a couple things on the other end that that they really believe is going to help their team. So uh, Dusty and Sarah really, I feel, did a great job covering um, you know expected players returning and who they think is going to be the odd man out. And then Sloppy Joe's, I'm very meh on them at, at best. Like again, they both kind of covered it. If if it's around and I got no other food and somebody's like, hey, you want to Sloppy Joe? I'm like, eh, sure. But if I'm given a choice of like a sloppy Joe versus any normal food, I'm going to take the normal food. Now, uh, the trade question actually made me think of something that I heard on the radio this morning. And so neither of you have heard this from me, but I want to get your actual organic reaction to uh, even though the trade deadline is gone. Is this a trade that you would do? So it was uh, I was listening to ESPN Milwaukee this morning and on the morning show, uh, Mark Tremara put out put this out. Since the Packers' offensive line has been doing pretty well this this season so far, minus David Bakhtiari um, and Elton Jenkins being in and out, would you trade right now David Bakhtiari for Chase Young? Dusty? No. No. I mean, I I would entertain Bakhtiari for some first-round picks, I would say. But uh, Chase Young shit up? No. No, we're not. Why? Sarah? Why was that even proposed? That's because you're looking to upgrade your your defensive line with a young upcoming superstar, hopefully. And the offensive line was has been doing well enough without David Bakhtiari that 
you would be able to do so. You'd save some money on the cap. You'd be able no. to. Okay. No. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, and it's, I'm going to quote Aaron Rodgers on this. You know, he said last week about Devontae Adams, we are, yeah, we found ways to win games without Devontae, but we're not a better team without him. That's how I feel about this situation with David Bakhtiari. Like, yeah, the Packers have made it work and they've won games and the line has played, you know, pretty darn well without Bakhtiari. But if he's on the team and he's on the field, they're a better line with him there. So I would say no. I agree. I guess it it made me think probably – I know it made me think a lot more than you guys did. You guys both immediately like, no, no, screw that. Like I actually, like I, it, I sat there for a minute. I was like, it, cause I hate Mark Tamura, but it was like, dude, that kind of, hmm, I, I thought about it for a while. Cause I think that makes the defense way better. And the offensive line is going to be still pretty good. Not as good as it would be with David Bakhtiari, but you're going to save cap space then. And then you're going to have a little bit, potentially a little bit extra money for Devante slash Jair. So, well, and the, made, the other thing I'll say about that as well, I mean, I understand, I get all those points. Like it is, it's, a, it's an interesting hypothetical because it does make you sure. stop for a second. But I think that the other thing for me is you think of the Aaron Rodgers situation. If you want him back as if they're trying to keep him back. Friend. Yeah. I think trading his best friend before he can come back uh, from that lot, that, that might be like, okay, no, I'm out. Like, this is it. And so it's it's interpersonal relationships involved in that as well that I think make make that one specifically uh, a little more complicated than, than any other position as well. Well, they did also bring that up of, well, this could be Aaron Rodgers last year, and you want to have a better defense for Jordan Love if that's the case that they're going forward. And so, I mean, it just, to me, it, it brought up a lot of interesting hypotheticals. Like, I don't think... Honestly, I don't think the, the Packers do it. I don't think the the Washington football team does it. But it just it was one of those things. Like it, mm-hmm. it popped in my mind. Where I was like, it's actually a pretty decent hypothetical from somebody I hate. So, uh, all right, Dusty, this one is solely for you because I didn't even understand the question. But this is from the Mike. Do you also think AJ Green didn't turn around because he thought he had malignant powers? <laughs> And he just does it. <laughs> uh, I love, I love Mike. Uh, listen, it's possible that he had malignant powers, and I uh, thought he had them and didn't, or that they hadn't just been activated yet. You know, there's if you've not seen the movie Malignant, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But there's some Matrixy type action scenes with uh, with some malignant action going on there, and so maybe he just wasn't at that level yet. Maybe he just needed the uh, the malignant inside of him. Maybe he needed to believe in it a little bit more to kind of let his powers take over. So could go either way, uh, but I'm certainly not ruling that possibility out. All right, next up, we got Matt Pickett. Did the Chiefs' performance on Monday Night Football make you more or less confident of a Packers win this Sunday? Why or why not? And are the Chiefs for real this year? Food question. It's not soup season now. Uh, it's always soup season. That's a, that's a little hat tip to Sarah. So what is your favorite soup? So we will start with the soup expert, apparently. Uh, give us your, your thoughts on the Chiefs and, and soup. Yeah, so the Chiefs Monday night performance made me more confident that the Packers would win this Sunday. I think the thing we talked about a little bit earlier, the things that the Chiefs are struggling with are the exact same things that the Packers team is as this Packers team is exploiting against other teams. They are really just, um, in my mind, unevenly matched in some areas, um, but to the Packers' advantage. So it made me a little more confident that, hey, you know, they really might um, win big and 
um, or at least, you know, play well. I was a little nervous at the beginning of the year, obviously, when this game was on the schedule, but the Chiefs have struggled. Um, I don't think the Chiefs are dead. Um, Some people are, you know, saying, you know, they're just done, their season's over. I think they'll definitely have a turning point. um, And, you know, they might make the playoffs as a lower seed. Um, But they're really struggling. And right now, the Packers are not struggling. It seems like they might get some key pieces back this weekend. Um, So I think it'll be a win. Um, And it, it should be exciting. You know, it's a road game in a tough road environment. But I still think Green Bay is the better team. As far as soup, thank you for asking the soup question, acknowledging that soup season is a lifestyle and that it's all the time and not just through the winter and fall months. I really appreciate that, Matt. Um, my favorite soup would be pasta flajol. I really like um, it. They have it at a lot of restaurants. I also make a homemade version. Um, so that would be one. I think a classic minestrone is always good, too. I mean, I could go on and on. I'm not just to... I'm not going to bore the people here, um, but that would definitely be one of my. I mean, favorites. it kind of sounds like you already are, but whatever. hey, wow, wow! <laughs> it was part of the question. I was answering the question. <laughs> the question: What's your favorite? And you yeah. gave two soups. That is oh, not defined. Oh no! A favorite. It's not like we've never done that before. When you answer a question. Oh, uh, I guess I, I will take over and break this this terrible, terrible tension. Um, I don't think the game this week did move the needle for me either way with the Chiefs. Like they kind of showed the same things they were. I thought the the offense certainly didn't look quite as good. Like even when they were turning the ball over, they were still moving and they were having some issues. But I mean, the defense was bad. And against a quarterback not named Daniel Jones, they, they would have lost that game. And so I think it, it was a... To me, it was exactly what I expected. And I, I, I don't know if they're for real. Like, this is, does not feel like their year unless they fix a whole lot of stuff. And we're almost halfway through the year at this point. Uh, I think it, it gets worse before it gets better. They're 4-4 four and four right now. They've got the Packers. Hey, we're talking about the Packers. Um, and then they go to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. And then they play the Cowboys. And then it's their bye week. And so I mean, there's a very real chance they're looking at 4-7 and seven going into that bye week, which, which would be very bad. It gets a little easier on the other side. They got Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos. Broncos again, so they get the Broncos twice. So they've got a chance to kind of the AFC is not great this year, so they've got a chance to make a run at that wild card. Uh, but they, I mean, they just they've got issues that I don't know that they have answers for um, in season. So I it's I don't know that they're dead because they have Mahomes and they have a good receiving group and they have a very good head coach and play designer. But I just I they're not. I don't they don't did do you not unless something drastic happens. They certainly don't feel like a, a Super Bowl threat. Um, and favorite soup? I don't know. I don't know, man. Who cares about soup? I don't know. Is potato <laughs> is potato a soup, Steve? Potato soup is my favorite soup. I mean, you, you can get a, like a potato chowder, like that'd be uh, okay. that'd be one. Like I always, uh, there a corn potato like chowder. That's a good soup. Okay. I like that one. Sure, that'd be good. Um, as far as the Chiefs go, for me, I again like watching that game. You see it. It makes me feel confident that the Packers should go in there and win. And very well, like that's that's a, what I'm expecting. But again, it's if you watch the NFL, it's any given Sunday, man. I mean, the Jets backup quarterback threw for like 400 yards against <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Bengals, and somehow they ended up winning that game. So anything can happen in this crazy ass league. And you, so, do I expect them to win? Yes. Is it a, a foregone conclusion? Hell no. So. And as far as soup season goes, yes, I'm I'm fully on board. It's all year long. Good soups are are always a good thing. But uh, my favorite is going to be broccoli cheese soup 
and throw that in a bread bowl, you know, a Panera style, like, man, that's that. Well, I think I had that this last week and that was awesome. So love soup for sure. Next one, Alderaan uh, wants to know which NFC team would you least like to face in the playoffs, the Cowboys, Rams, or Bucks? And a food question, grilled cheese or peanut butter and jelly, and why? So, uh, Dusty, we'll start with you. Who do you not want to face in the playoffs? I mean, each of those teams presents their own set of problems. I'm going to go Rams. Just, I mean, they just got Von Miller, and that team still just, I mean, I love, I think, you know, McVay's a tremendous coach. I love what he's doing. I love how he's kind of shifted up his offensive approach given, you know, the – just just throughout the years, just if you as you've seen league trends and now with Matt Stafford as opposed to Jared Goff, how he's changed that up. So I think they, they're in good hands there with a good head coach. Um, the offense still feels like they have room to grow in there like that, 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 that Stafford's going to be Stafford. So he's going to have good plays, good games and bad games. But, you know, there's more upside there than than uh, than Goff. And I think he's growing into a little bit as well. And I think that that defense is good and a chance to be better with with Miller in the fold. So a thousand things can happen between now and then. But I just feel like the Rams, the Rams are a good team now. And I also feel like they have they have a higher upside than any of the other teams if, if everything really starts clicking. So, again, any of those teams is, is going to be a tough matchup. But I, I think Rams just based on what they could become. And uh, I'm going to go, man, I used to eat peanut butter jelly every day, but I'm going to go with grilled cheese. I love, I love grilled cheese, man. Um, when I used to work at a, a bookstore here in town, you used to be able to go to the uh, cafe they had in there and get a grilled cheese sandwich with, I think, mozzarella, yeah, mozzarella and bacon and tomato slices for like two bucks. Ooh. And that was my lunch. And it was so, so good. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, man, I'll do a grilled cheese and I'll, I'll do it up real nice. So, I mean, you can, you can. You can mess around with some peanut butter and jelly. I've certainly experimented with my peanut butter and jelly in my day, as as every young man in college does. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'll go. Uh, I want to go grilled cheese, just because uh, a good grilled cheese is way better than a good peanut butter and jelly. Alrighty then. Cheese, um, you too. Which NFC team would? I least like to face in the playoffs: Cowboys, Rams, or Bucks. Like Dusty said, all of them are just not. It just wouldn't be good. But I'm going to go with the Bucks solely because I cannot stand the Bucks fans and the Brady lovers. And if I have to go through another year of, oh, Rodgers choked against Brady. Brady's a god. He's so much better than Rodgers. I'm just going to be so annoyed. So solely off of that, I'm going to go with Bucks just because I, I can't stand that narrative and I hope it dies. Um Food question, grilled cheese for sure. I'm with Dusty on that. Um, again, we were just talking about soup and how much I love soup. I have probably soup and grilled cheese at least once a week. Um, and I, I have fun with it. You know, I put bacon in it, do whatever. Um, so I would go with grilled cheese. I'm going to agree with Sarah on this one. And, and I think it's the Bucks just because whatever voodoo or Tom Brady sold his soul to the devil in order to get to the Super Bowl every freaking year. Like, I don't know what that man did, but he's like – even when he plays horribly in playoff games, he's got the defenses that will back him up and do crazy things that will just get him past, you know, past playing like garbage. And somehow he, he ends up with Super Bowl victory. So I think the Bucks scare me the most just because, yeah, Tom Brady's got some room in his house that has like a Super Bowl trophy and all sorts of candles and just weird, weird stuff. Like you just, you just know it. So. And then food is grilled cheese or peanut butter and jelly. I think I'd go peanut butter and jelly. Like I, I get what you guys are saying. Peanut like the grilled cheese is great, especially messing around with it. But man, 
just a classic peanut butter and jelly um, with some chips and stuff. It's just, it's, it's classic. It's good. It just you know, kind of takes you back to your childhood even a little bit more for me. I had more peanut butter and jellies and grilled cheese. So I think that would be mine. Last question, Jordan Wolf. Who is going to be the unexpected key player for the pack in the second half of the season? Dusty, let's start with you. I'm going way off the reservation here, man. I'm going Tyler Davis. We talked about him. They brought him on this year. Uh, kind of a, a project tight end guy. Athletic. Uh, you know, not, not going to be much of a blocker. But, again, they need bodies at tight end. He seems to fit a profile that may be in some certain t- sub packages. Bring him in. Have him stretch the field. See what he can do. I, I, as I was looking at this, there's a couple different ways I was really going to go with it. And then I saw Tyler Davis's name. Went, nope, that's that's the man right there. He's going to end up with one catch for six yards. I can already feel it. But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go with him just because it feels like if if they can get him out there in situations uh, where the, he could get some one on ones, they could they could find some nice matchups for him. So that's 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 going to be my name to look out for that you will never actually see on the field. All right, Sarah, who's uh, who's answer are you going to steal tonight? Oh my gosh, I'm not because I don't think I don't think my answer is super as unexpected as Dusty's. Um, it's a player that people have heard of before. Um, <laughs> All right, okay, Sarah. <laughs> um, but he hasn't really made a ton of flash plays, and now I think with Tunyon out, he could have an opportunity to step into the bigger a bigger role for the Packers, and that's Deguara. I think he could really step up and be a key player for the Packers in the second half of the season. Um, obviously, they're going to have to shift things around at the tight end position. A lot of the blocking, we know that's Mercedes Lewis music. So let's get Deguara involved a little bit. Um, so he, he's a good person. Daphne is another one um, at that position that you could also say could be an unexpected key player for the Packers. So uh, really either one of those. And I know everybody's going to be super shocked, but I'm going to go look at the inside linebacker group and see if Chris Barnes or Oren Burks can make that next step. I mean, obviously, Devondre Campbell is solidified as their number one inside linebacker for this year, and probably that's it. But, I mean, hopefully one of those two guys can make a step and and really do a couple of, like, do some really good stuff and learn from what Devondre Campbell's doing and, you know, potentially be groomed for the next year. So I think... I'm hoping that there'll, there'll be a jump from one of those two guys, and you know that's, that would be just an added bonus. But again, all answers here were pretty good outside of Dusty's because I was really, really not expecting that. <laughs> but uh, guys, that, that's going to do it. Thank you guys as always for questions. Uh, we we love them all from Twitter. We weren't able to answer everything this week, but thank you again, uh, Sarah. Let's start with you for closing thoughts. Yeah, nothing crazy. Uh... Kind of the usual of game recap. It'll be a, a around probably eight or nine o'clock on Sunday uh, for the Packers Chiefs game. You guys have been awesome interacting with the story even late at like two a.m. Um, after the game on Thursday, but I guess it was technically Friday by then. Um, so just thank you guys. You know this is always a lot of fun, and especially as we get into the holiday season, we know it's busy for us, it's busy for everyone. But this is always just a nice break to be able to come together, laugh a lot like we did in this episode talk about the Packers and have fun doing it and the Packers look pretty damn good so that's really exciting too and they've been a lot of fun to watch um, with the exception of week one Uh, so hopefully they continue to trend in that direction and we keep having a good time talking about them too 
Yeah, and for me, I've got uh, my writing stuff. Two of them are up already because Thursday game, so I, I got ahead of a couple of them. So I've got two out of Packer Report. One is uh, kind of an early pressure that kind of set the tone for the defense that was uh, kind of kept Kyler Murray in the pocket and had Rashawn Gary winning, uh, but also just, just kind of hanging out and watching to make sure he didn't break contain, which was something I was worried about with him, was kind of that, that straight line rush he likes to take that, uh, that maybe Murray could break contain. So kind of an early look there, and then I also get into kind of the – basics of box coverage on that as well that kind of had it really well defended on the back end which was which was fun I, I don't get a chance to kind of get in defensive coverages too much that was i got a chance to do that and then i also looked at, at the all go halfback seam that led to a fairly big play sadly the one that tunyon was injured on um but it, but a nice look and rogers doing a little bit of magic with his eyes to make sure to kind of hold the linebackers in place which was fun uh and then today on cheesehead will be uh, kind of their wide receiver screen package, which which uh, we think of wide receiver screens, or I know I do, uh, and I kind of think of the Packers have done that a lot. Most of it's been tagged on the RPO game, so it's you're throwing to numbers, and it's not really like a true wide receiver screen. It's just, well, we've got numbers, I'm going to throw it to that guy over there. They've been building out some more wide receiver screens this year, and they did that uh, in this game. I think three wide receiver screens, like true wide receiver screens, that led to uh, one of the Cobb touchdowns. So I kind of take a look at the different ways they did that, what they were setting up, uh, the different looks they're running that out of, and then and then ultimately how that paid off. So that was that was really fun, uh, and I'm working on one now uh, for my sub stack that I don't know. Hopefully, will be out in the next day or two. We'll see. Uh, where I'm, I, I started looking at is basically an incompletion of Tunyon, um, and it's Alpha Four Verts. Con- concept so i was like well i'll just i'll write about this play real quick and now it's turning into digging into the roots of the spread and the run and shoot going back to the late 50s ohio high school football um so i'm getting a little deeper than i kind of thought i was going to but i'm really excited about that one so that should be out a little later this week yeah i don't i don't really have anything big or anything along those lines just i think we talked about multiple times but you try to be try to be nice to people you know you never have it you never know what's going on inside inside their lives when you're just seeing them from the outside so do do something nice for somebody pass something along very well but um, we just want to thank you guys for listening it's it's always a lot of fun to be to talk to you about the packers and sometimes it's pretty crazy for us that this many people actually listen to us and and want to interact with us so um you know twitter at steve Peratch, at dusty evely at sarah keller for at packaday podcast and any reviews you can do, we would love, 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 and, and screenshot them and send them to us so we can call you out for it, which would be amazing. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next week, hopefully after a Packers victory over the Chiefs. And as always, go Pack Go!